This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is the fabulous Adam Richard, and I have a theory. Hey chickens, I am out of the uh, <laughs> the Theory Dome uh, time, Eddie, uh, back in the real universe, um, and I've watched it again, uh, which is weird, watching it like, what is two weeks later now? Um, yeah, I had just two complete weeks off where I didn't even go near uh, <laughs> Doctor Who or anything, um, as you heard. Uh, I did a whole lot of pre-recording and went into my Theory Dome. Time Eddie. Uh, but yeah, now that I'm out on the other side, I gotta say, I enjoyed it more the second time. Maybe because I had already lowered my expectations from the first time I saw it. As you heard, I kind of found it a little bit, uh, you know, was as I was discussing with someone, it felt like I enjoyed lots of it, but I didn't enjoy all of it if that makes sense. Like, I enjoyed whole bits of it. And I was like, oh, that's fun and that's awesome and I love that and I love this. But the whole felt less than the sum of its parts. And I don't know why I had that feeling. And maybe it was the uh, whole fantasy uh, element of it. Um, I did get a message uh, about the, uh, you know, my feelings. Which was uh, from Jeff uh, on Patreon, who said um, that being a fantasy writer myself, hey Jeff, uh, I love to hear from other writers, this is great. Um, Being a fantasy writer myself, Jeff says, I can tell you it's really tough to do magic because you want all this cool stuff to happen, but every time you use a power or spell, the next question becomes... 
why not use it all the time? Oh, like the sonic screwdriver. Um, that leads to establishing rules, which are hard to develop and explain in a short story without paragraphs of description, which themselves can get dull and goofy sounding. Oh, yes, the exposition horrors. By the way, if you want to have some exposition horrors, um, I can highly recommend... Uh, I can't really recommend it. It was terrible. Um, I can highly recommend sitting through the first oh, maybe hour of Zack Snyder's Rebel Moon on Netflix, which we watched on Christmas Day and talked all the way through it. Um, but it is like, honestly, it's 45 minutes of exposition in the first hour. Uh, and a lot of it is, you know, it, it's that thing of like show, don't tell. And it's like, yeah, I, I get that you're showing us, but you're also telling. <laughs> Like, you're just showing us what you're telling. Like, someone's sitting there telling the story and then you're just showing it as a flashback. It's a lot. Um, anyway, uh, Jeff goes on. Brandon Sanderson is super good at making law-based boundaries that help ground the story, but isn't so good at making the rest of it as emotionally interesting. <laughs> In my work, I focus on the emotional relationship stuff and less on the law building, which leads to all the annoying, why don't they use it all the time business? Uh, I think I'm more like Russell T. Davis in that way, which may be why I liked it. <laughs> it's a tricky dance, to be sure. That said, I cried at the right spots without noticing the music trying to trick me into it, which tells me the story works at least on that level. So I'm happy. Labyrinth-style wackiness complete with a hot young lady, a captured baby, and silly enemies that sing and dance. Oh, yes, Labyrinth! It is, because the Goblin King, which was David Bowie, who sings, um, in this is a giant... <laughs> It looks like a beanbag with teeth. Um, uh, Jeff says all that's missing is a hoggle to help them navigate and the ship and assist them in their journey. I hope that's the doctor, but he's way too hot to be a hoggle. <laughs> he is. It's like Shurigatwa is distractingly attractive. <laughs> um, Jeff says Tom Baker would be perfect for this. It seems like the kind of story they'd run in the fourth Doctor comics. Yeah, it does a little because that got like quite bonkers <laughs> towards the end. Um, but yes, oh, how exciting. Uh, thank you all for your messages. Uh, there's heaps to come on the church on Ruby Road. Um, and, you know, if, if you didn't love it the way I did, didn't, um, go back. It's actually quite a lot of fun. And something I did notice uh, in this rewatch is, you know, everyone's kind of like, oh, what's going on with Mrs. Flood? Um, which is Anita Dobson's character, the woman next door. Uh, there is a moment which I completely forgot about where she's trying to navigate her way around the police box, which, you know, she complains about being in her way, thinking that her neighbour's done it, put it there. Um, and it dematerialises in front of her and she's just left there with her bags going, oh, um, which is, you know, hilarious, uh, which kind of might go to some way to explaining things, but I don't think it does. But everyone is obsessed with Mrs. Flood now. Like, there are so many comments. Michael says, uh, what if Mrs. Flood is the doctor's adopted mum from the end of time? <laughs> That's been a dangling thread for the longest time. Did we... It, was it ever really established that that was the Doctor's mum? I thought maybe it was meant to be Romana. Um, you never know. It could, it could be Tectone uh, in another guise. Because I don't think... Other than it being, you know, the wonderful Claire Bloom playing that character... Um, 
you know, he's a big star from uh, you know several lifetimes ago. Um, I had to watch uh, her in a doll's house uh, at, at high school, like we did Ibsen. I know it was <laughs> it was a lot my high school, um, but yeah, she. I I don't know that it was like I think there was some you know, off-screen mumblings about who she was meant to be, but I don't think it was ever really established on-screen who she was, other than someone who had a chat to Wilf through a mirror. Um, I mean, we watched that episode. I don't remember it coming up other than she was just a dissenting voice with her hands over her face. So, yeah, it could have been anyone. Um, but, yeah, is she meant to be the mum? Anyway. Like what if what if Mrs. Flood is that character? Although she's from the time locked Gallifrey, so maybe she's not. Like maybe she's stuck there. Uh, Jesse says I'm becoming more and more convinced Mrs. Flood is Iris Wildtime. Oh wow! Um, <laughs> I don't know that they would get Iris Wildtime in without Katie Manning, or she would be furious. Um, also, I think what Iris Wildtime is technically owned by Paul Mars, who created her. Kind of during the wilderness years. Um, so, Iris Wildtime is this hilarious uh, time traveling character who may or may not be a time lord, it's unclear. Travels in a bus that is like a London double decker bus that is hilariously smaller on the inside. <laughs> because it's full of clutter and it travels in time and space. Um, Katie Manning plays her in audio on audio and is hilarious. Uh, R.S. Wildtime also has a companion who's a panda, <laughs> like a toy panda. It's it's a lot. Um, but, but yeah, there's a bunch of books and audios uh, written, ma- the majority written by Paul Mars, um, and they are fruity. <laughs> For want of a better word. Uh, very kind of like riffing on the... It's very much in the vein of like the City of Death style of Doctor Who, where everything's, you know, a bit hilarious and a bit um, wacky. Uh, and, you know, comedy for comedy's sake, as opposed to it being intensely serious. Paul Mars also wrote, I think, the, um, the Nest Cottage stories, uh, which featured... Tom Baker's as the Doctor and Wibsy, uh, his housekeeper, who is just amazing. Like, seriously, one of the most hilarious pairings you've ever heard. Um, uh, Grant says, uh, hi, fabulous Adam Richard. Hi, Grant. Um, just watch Special Four and listen to your podcast. I have a theory, mainly based on the voice. The next door neighbour is a future Donna. <gasps> Shocked face emoji. Um, also, new series is due in May. Oh, yeah, because the ad on the BBC, which, uh, you know, it still says, like, we don't get an ad in on Disney Plus here. We just get spring. Um, and just shooty gut while looking enigmatic. Um, Donna, yeah, it's, I, I get what you're saying, Grant, because that uh, conversation she has where she says she did the fun run with her bunions or whatever it was. <laughs> was very uh, Donna, like it was kind of Donna's syntax. But I don't know whether that's because it's um, Donna or because it's Russell T. Davis writing her and she just sounds like Donna. Um, All right, more of your Mrs. Flood theories in the next episode.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.